Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows, Sarah Meadows, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, and Ryan Pills in the house. Ryan forgot there was his a name moment there. there where I was like, <laughs> someone else should be talking. Oh, nope, that's me. It's my turn. It's Ryan. <laughs> He's up. Hey, guys, thank you much for tuning in to another podcast episode. Today we are going to be talking about some of the games that are coming to Kickstarter, some of the games that we've been playing recently, and then this will probably you'll be listening to this a smidge late, but we're going to be talking about uh, the things we're anticipating at the Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio, that we're going to be attending starting tomorrow we're leaving and then it starts in two days so lots of fun stuff going on there that we'll be chatting about as well in this episode but we'd like to get started by talking about some of the things that we've been playing recently and have gotten to the table what's some of the stuff that you all have had an opportunity to play in the past week or so where do we want to begin Oh, Melissa and I were able to get a new game from Cosmos called Inside Job this is a game for one to five players I don't know if it's one (laughs) up to five players and it is a game where, to me, it mixes the idea of the crew, where you're sort of all trying to complete missions. Cooperative. Tr- co- cooperative trick-taking game. But it introduces a trader mechanic. <laughs> it only makes sense. So basically, like any sort of trader game, you've got roles that are sort of randomly um, given, dealt out secretly. And you know if you're on the agent side or the inside, the insider or the trader side. And there's one trader and... De- depending on the number like if you're playing four players there'd be three other agents in the game and in the game the insider is trying to collect or trying to win a certain number of tricks um they get intel tokens every time a trick is won um at the in the in a given round someone's whoever wins it gets an intel token then uh the agents are trying to win by completing a certain number of missions and depending on player count, it really depends on intel tokens and and missions for the insider or the agents. And the missions can be anything like um, the cards played have to be in ascending order. So a larger number has to be played or has to be in descending order or odd numbers or... The second card played has to be the highest card yeah. in the trick. So it doesn't have to win because there are trump colors, but it has to be the highest card. Right. So this pretty, pretty simple missions. And then whoever wins the trick is getting that intel token. And he, that's where sort of like the the people are like, oh, Will, Will has three intel tokens already. He's won three tricks. If he gets that fourth one. We he, know he's the trade. Well, he could. He, he immediately, like the game immediately is over. Oh, okay. If, well, only if, if the it, insider gets four. Right. If someone else gets four and you're an agent, it doesn't matter. But it does put that suspicion when someone's winning a lot. And you're, of course, just saying, like, no, I just had really good cards. I have right. to win. <laughs> but it, if in that case, the like, say you did get four, you would turn your card over and you would say, oh, I was just an agent or something like that. So then everyone now knows that you're an agent. So there's a little bit of information that's being revealed throughout the game. So they're always trying to win four. 
Uh, well, it depends on the player count, okay. but a certain number of it. But it doesn't change like based on your secret mission for the round no. or anything. So there is another way because you can get to a certain number of tricks and neither side has won outright. <laughs> and now it goes to something kind of like werewords where – What? Um, or werewolf. Where the oh, agents are trying the... to figure out who the insider is. So you're either trying to go like all out to get those tokens or you're just trying to sow enough discord that the agents don't get enough missions, but you were low key enough that they vote for someone else. So if the agents vote for the correct insider, they win. If they don't, then the insider wins. So there's two ways Mm -hmm. for each team to win depending on the outcome. And just like any trader game, there are like special roll cards that you can start adding in to mix up the game. So there's like a a bugged agent and it's like if that agent wins a certain number of tokens, then the insider automatically wins. Oh, so I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's like, uh, I seem like most of the cards were geared more to help the insider, but they were agent cards. That makes sense. So yeah, there's like a paranoid a bit. agent or a bugged agent. I forget all the other ones, but yeah, interesting. So I mean, when the crew came out. And the first time playing it, it was like, this is magical. How did this not exist before now? This seems like a great next logical step. Was it the same like, well, this is great? Or was it like, ah, oh, it's kind of broken. We I would had say, to work together. I would say it was okay. I was expecting to be felt feel more crew-like with the trader. It felt more like a trick-taking game with a trader. And it felt like the missions that you're trying to complete are like, they didn't feel like, oh, all right, we have to. Like, it's going to be so hard. We have to work together. It's going to be super together. hard. We have to work together in order to get the person with the pink eight has to play it at this time. It's like it, the missions were really easy to complete because it's basically like if. Because it would be too hard if it was if somebody was trying I, to mess you I up. I guess. I don't know. I mean, like it's like, oh, I'll, all I can play is. Could well, you take the missions from the crew? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, one twist is the agents have to follow suit if they can. The oh, insider yeah. does not have to. Oh, but then he's got a couch to make sure he doesn't make it obvious. That right. He, oh, okay. At the right time. So at one time I was like, oh, sorry, I can't follow suit because I don't have that color. But I did. But then two have turns one. later, you were no. like, oh, it's a yellow. She just tried to keep that back. <laughs> so right. you're not going to play every single card gotcha. in your hand. So I was able to keep that and not show that I had one more of that color. Yep. Cool, cool, interesting. I'd be definitely be interested in trying it. I did enjoy the crew. I do yeah. enjoy trader games. So it sounds it's like... called Inside Job from Cosmos. Right up my alley. All right, Ryan, what have you been playing? Anything fun? Uh, a little bit older game. My girls have really latched onto the game Monstrosity. Oh, yeah. They're really enjoying that. We don't play with the actual rules because they cannot remember <laughs> enough from the brief looking at the card. So we let them just look at the card and describe it. Okay. Uh, and they do pretty good. That's um, drawing, you know, based on a description. They're, I mean, they're not close. <laughs> right, right. But for a four and three year old, they are amazing. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I think they somebody was trying to play that at the last game night that we had, uh, community church game night. And I think I don't know if your daughter, if it was your daughter, or if it was the Corfmans, but somebody yeah, was Corfman's. pulling it out, and yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. It's a great game. Katie tells me there's a expansion which is like cute monsters or something instead of like the really grotesque weird ones. Uh, so we're thinking about getting that. The girly yeah, version, I, have, I love it. I have seen a lot of groups online talk about which expansion to get. Oh, there's multiple expansions. Yeah. I've been out well, the- there's different versions of the game. So there's the one that is... Pretty grotesque monsters. 
I mean, they're it's not like scary, but if you got yeah. four-year-olds, that might be too much. So making sure you get the right one for your family is important. We played a goofy little game with our kids the other day that was pretty fun. It was called, I actually don't know what it's called. Is it called Tasso Banana? Taco banana? Tasso banana? Oh, I thought it was taco from reading it across the room. Right. I thought it's so definitely too. Tasso. There are T-A-S-S-O. S's in T-A-S-S-O. It. It's from Popcorn Games, and it's this really simple little game, uh, small box game. The cool thing is the entire box, I'm going to do it right now. You can hear the jiggles. The entire box opens <laughs> and here up. Comes, oh, no. And then you play the game on the inside of the box. falls out. Right. Fortunately, I don't think the rabbit will eat these because it's actually All right. Well, weird. the bananas are supposed to fall out, right? The bananas are supposed to be flat it's on the table. Game. Yeah. And then you are supposed to stack the bananas. So on your turn, you can either play one banana. These are like wooden one-inch bananas. You can either play one banana or if you're able to play a banana on top of two bananas, then you can take another turn. And so you can keep going, trying to stack these puppies up, and as soon as they fall, then you collect all the bananas that fell, and you're just trying to get rid of all your bananas first. It was interesting how strategic, though, you could get in, like, I'm only getting to place one banana my first turn, I want to put it as far away from everybody else's banana as I can, everybody's trying to get them to the very edges of the board, and then suddenly, like, there's enough bananas on the board that it's close enough to start stacking them. And then you're trying to stack all yours without letting anybody else get their stacked. It was fun. And I was surprised by how stackable they were. So, like, a banana shape is it's flat on one side, but you could, like, stack them, you know, like, on their back and they're rocking, but you can still stack two on top of it. It was neat. It was a clever little game for being a small box game, and I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. I'd play that again for sure. Jonah, Chantel, Will, and I have been... Working our way through the Sagrada Artisans game. Yes, we have. I can't say anything else. We've got three games left. But you'll have to watch our review video for our thoughts because I have a lot. We're not allowed to, allowed to say anything else? Yeah, yeah not yet. You better stop me now because I'm about to. <laughs> well, going, going back to your Tasso Banana box cover that was a little weird. Yeah. There's a new game that we just got that's has like a sound audio you're listening to sounds or something but the box is terrible oh no do you have to open it up sort of like tasso but a little different but there's cards that are in there oh and that's pretty much all this cards and tokens and i'm like why is the box like this yeah and i open up all the cards like spill out i'm like <laughs> this is not good game box design so it's kind of hard to imagine but it's like the top comes up and the sides fold out so you're not dealing with a box top and a box bottom right. it's just one it's like cardboard one piece that completely folds out flat and this one's magnetic That's what i don't this know one if yours is, is but as it's well. magnetic so you can just fold the one end like you would open a box of cereal open that up and then you can pour all the bananas out yeah, or if that, you're putting that it away works good for bananas but not with cards not right. with cards yeah no. and especially with, since with, you're supposed the, to throw the bananas the on the table component is a bunch of wooden bananas the, that work you don't want these cards you don't want mixed up the mixed up <laughs> <laughs> whoops what were they thinking i don't know one um, of the games that i had an opportunity to play this past week is the new masters of the universe clash for eternia from simon this is the he-man miniatures board game and uh, i've actually gotten to play it i don't know four or five times now three or four um it's a scenario driven game so you are playing as either uh, all the good guys. It's a one versus many game. Well, most of them are. 
scenario driven. Each scenario is a little bit different. Uh, in some of them, you control all the bad guys and then you're playing against the other players who are the good guys. Sometimes the tables are turned and you play all the good guys against multiple other players who are acting as the bad guys. Uh, I think there's a couple scenarios. There's definitely a solo. There's a whole solo game where you can play with AI. And then I think there are some scenarios where it breaks it up and like there's no controller, uh, but it's everybody for themselves. And it was interesting. I am not generally a guys on a map, dude on, dudes on a map mini player. And so I usually get wrangled in when there's like a cool IP that I really enjoy. <laughs> and I, I did very much enjoy the He-Man theme. The artwork for it looks great. The minis are small. I, I feel like they could have been bigger. I wanted chunkier minis. Um, the artwork, though, was really good. Very true to the original. There's a bunch of expansions as well. So you can play like She-Ra and the Horde and all the characters that go with that. There's also like a tower defense there version of the game. There was a She-Ra expansion that we didn't play. I had to just play the normal game. Just the regular old Tila and the, the, the ladies in the He-Mans. I was Skeletor. That was it. That is what and you And I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've enjoyed it. I don't know if it's just because I think I've won every time. You've won every time. So that helps. It's been pretty I good. I thought I was going to be real close to beating you because you had really bad dice rolls. Oh, I did. Yes. The one round that she's if talking about. If you hadn't had bad dice rolls, we would have been crushed at the beginning. But yes. I was surprised. This game is not a long game. No. Every, every game has been... 30 minutes yeah, or less. Yeah, 30 minutes. The you, box says an hour. Yeah, the scenarios are pretty quick. I have to admit, I uh, so I don't play this enough to know like what is broken versus what is just a great combination of things. But uh, a couple of them, for example, Beast Man is like super powerful in the game. He has like the most health you can get. He also can spawn these minions that are really powerful. It's hard to kill them. I was like, you guys don't stand a chance. I'm just gonna crush, well, <laughs> crush you guys. You, but you didn't. And I crushed you. I have one dice roll. Had it been one die different, we would have won. That's how sure? clo- yes, that's how close it was. I feel like that's an exaggeration. I didn't kill one of the minions. <laughs> I needed two of one certain attack, and I got two of my other attack, and I so I didn't wound him enough. Yes, right, exactly. I was one. The minions are yeah. His shield. He had strong. one extra shield than I could get him for. We also played like a. Uh, king, not king of the hill, but like a, if you control these spawn points for long enough, you get victory points. Version we played uh, one where it was all the bad guys versus the good guys. Uh, Andrew uh, Shagda, one of our interns, was with us, and he taught us how to play the game. And it was kind of fun. He said that they had kind of a broken experience <laughs> when they played a two-player game because when you are the controller, you control like four different minions every other turn. And then the main player gets a turn every other turn. And when it's like two or three players moving around the board, you, you know, the turns are kind of broken up. You have opportunity for your guys to go kill them. But he said he played with his wife and she just got her turn every other time. And she was like, da, 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 accomplished one goal, da, 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 accomplished two goals, and da, 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 accomplished three goals. <laughs> so I'm sure not all scenarios are made equally. Um, that would, depends on which characters you select for and player counts and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. So. But I did enjoy it. Lots of fun t- uh, terrain, you know, different trains on the board, lots of different powers. Uh, the cards in the game are probably my favorite part because if you're the controller, you look at one side of the card. If you're the player, you look at the other side of the card. So everything is like surprisingly fast set up. Like just which characters you want to be, grab the mini, you're ready to go. And quick gameplay too. So I did actually really enjoy it. I If you like He-Man and you like dudes on a map, then... Master the University the theme cool. brought you in and the game was good. It was, yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't have wanted to play it for like four hours 
it was great for what it was, though. So that was cool. Melissa and I got to play Thunder Road Vendetta, the new restoration. Oh, yeah. Have you got the, any of you played the original Thunder Road? I played the original and I played like the prototype of the new one, but I didn't ever see the finished. Yeah, just shiny just version. coming out. Thunder Road Vendetta, the shiny new version. Restoration did, restoration did a great job in the production, um, everything in the game. So if you're not familiar with the game, uh, you are in a chart, you're in charge of a crew of cars and or other types of vehicles that are basically going down a straightaway basically trying to avoid each other trying to well maybe you're trying to hit other people but you're basically trying to go down through different obstacles and go over ramps and things like that did you do a playthrough of this i think you guys did do a playthrough i think i remember (laughs) this i don't usually like those games but that one was surprisingly good because the dice allocation yeah because you're allocating you're rolling dice and you're allocating where where, what dice you want like dice worker placement Mm -hmm. than it was anything else and um and then we the we played where I'm not sure if this is every game, but we played where our cars have special powers. Melissa, is that? Yeah, it's an expansion. I don't know if it's in all of the base games retail version, but the copy we played with, a friend of ours had gotten the like all in big stuff. all-in Kickstarter Chrome whatever version. So it came with some extra stuff, and we played with player powers. I, I think it's fun with the player powers. And yeah, you're hitting. You can even like throw your choppers out there to try and hit your opponents and stuff like that. So yeah, enjoyable experience. And I'm. What was you guys' playtime? Because I feel like when I played the original Thunder Road, it took a little too long. Like it is kind of just a dice. Oh chucker. no, we were we played two games. Yeah, and um, I, I feel like and, they fixed that in the new one. Like it uh, moves much faster. There's a there's a sort of a game end trigger that happens once one person's out. Then basically the game, there's like as a soon finish as somebody line. Somebody makes it off the edge of the board, yeah, yeah, something like that. So I think that probably is one of the ways that they helped make the game a little bit better on that end. Yeah. So, any yep. comments, Melissa on Thunder Road? Did you get knocked into like the chasms oh. in the? Oh. That was one of the. Road? You had to be okay <laughs> <laughs> with getting your cars destroyed randomly. Yes. You walk, you know, driving along, minding your own business, and then I'm someone like lane. shoots you, or you hit a hazard and it blasts off off the board. Oh yeah, there because there's Oil random hazards you into another car that bounces you off. The yeah, air. there was a couple where I was like, oh, I'm going this way. Oh, I just hit glass road, which makes you slide in a weird way, and then it just hits something, and you're like, oh, your car's gone. Yep. Okay. Um, this again is one of the expansions, but you could basically have your car on fire and it's a push your luck where you roll that die and it may give you more speed. It was amazing. <laughs> but it could also can just eliminate you explode. like that. Explode. <laughs> or it could make your fire go out. The die has. Did you catch other cars on fire? That no, you, you don't catch oh. other cars on fire. But I was like my one, the one game I'm like, I'm putting all my cars on fire because you just, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like driving and like, there's the fire. <laughs> so that means I am basically rolling a plus one or plus two movement for those cars or they're killing they're they're dying nice. so i was like how did it work out for you did you pull it off i won both games. did you oh all right there it is Catch the first one i did fire the second one did like no fire it's just to see i think it's because uh pete and richard were just fighting each other the whole time <laughs> you're just slipping around under like, the radar just go fast right <laughs> definitely a good play in a race game yep. every time excellent stuff all right well let's jump into our kickstarter conniption This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to crowdfunding 
during the last uh, week of June and beginning of July 2023. Melissa, start us off. I am looking at Mystery of the Abbey coming from Mojito Studios. This is June 26th, I believe. And Mystery of the Abbey is a game that was originally published in 1995. Wow. So, um, Days of Wonder, right? Days of Wonder is one of the uh, copies, one of the publishers. So this is a new version of an old game. It's one that Kevin and I have played, the Days of Wonder version. And it's kind of a little bit like Clue, where there is it's a deduction game. It's set in an abbey, so you're dealing with monks, and they're going to have attributes. So they're either going to be fat or thin, going to uh, be bald or wear a hat. <laughs> you're going to have a beard or be, be clean-shaven. So maybe even like a little bit of guess who sort of aspect also to it, where you're moving around a board and you are asking questions of other players about monks that they've seen. Because like Clue, there is one card that's been taken out of the game that's the the suspect so if other people have the thin bald bearded monk then he's not the one you're looking for um so you're asking questions of other players and then they can ask questions back you can either answer answer truthfully or you can take a vow of silence um some of the rooms have special powers that will let you do other things um so I do. It's it has been years since I've played. I will say I actually do have a memory of playing this uh, with our family, and I believe we tried it multiple times. I don't feel like we ever played it correctly because some <laughs> you know in Clue if someone gives wrong information right. by accident, mm-hmm. it messes the whole game up. That happened on multiple occasions. <laughs> I'm just like. Ugh. But anyway, that was my one memory. I'm like, I don't think we actually played the game properly. <laughs> so that's going to come down to the other players and how um, well they are looking at their cards and remembering what they've seen or not seen because you have what the cards you actually have and then the information that you've gotten from other people. So making sure that you keep it all straight um, is going to be a key to the game. The Winner is the person with the most points. So you're not necessarily, it's not like Clue, like whoever guesses it first is the winner. There are ways to get points for making correct um, deductions and declarations and ways to lose points for having incorrect declarations and accusations. So um, it's a little bit more than just that one person wins and it's over right away aspect of of making the accusation. So there's a little bit more uh, points and game going on there. But that is Mystery of the Abbey coming from Mojito Studios. And there's a lot of information about the old game because it's been around for a long time. So you can look it up and see what it's all about. Ryan. Coming July 1st is Fighting Fantasy Adventures. So back in the 80s and 90s, a, a series of books called Fighting Fantasy Game Books was published by Steve Jackson and Sir Ian Livingstone. And uh, apparently they were pretty popular. Um, I was not old enough to experience them, but they're kind of a <laughs> choose-your-own-adventure solo play novels that you you know you are the hero as you go through these novels. Well, 
Now, Martin Wallace has teamed up with them to adapt these stories into a cooperative card game that you can play with up to four players. Um, he's looks like he's directly adapting stories from the game books. So um, the first campaign is going to include The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, Island of the Lizard King, Death Trap Dungeon, and The Forest of Doom. So uh, looks like it could be pretty interesting. I'm not sure how it'll all work out, but if that sounds interesting to you, definitely go check it out. And Will, what do you got? <laughs> I am looking at yet another classic remake. It's interesting. This is the Kickstarter week of remakes. Uh, I'm looking at the game, the new Crossbows and Catapults, uh, which is originally from Goliath Games. It's going to be coming out from Restoration Games, so they're putting out another remake. Uh, this one came out in 1983. I was born but not old enough to play this game yet. The original game featured some very 80s-looking plastic contraptions where you had a catapult and a actual crossbow that were made out of plastic and rubber bands, and you were, and you were very straightforwardly attempting to knock over each other's uh, plastic castles. The new version will be essentially the same core function. However, the new uh, pieces for the game are going to be like uh, tension spring constructed. I don't really know what the proper word is for it, but in the other game, like you could be very, you could sh- like pull the crossbow back the same distance three times in a row, and by the third time, your arrow went half as far as it did the first two times because these rubber bands were trash. This new one is going to like reward skilled dexterity players uh, so that you'll actually be able to get better at the game. You'll be able to be a consistent shot. Um, all the minis and all the things are, are super detailed as opposed to the original. Uh, the blocks stack in new ways. The castles are just really cool looking. So um, overall, very big visual improvement. As we just talked about, Restoration Games does a really good job of uh, just really polishing and taking those things to the next level. The game is also going to be a little bit more strategic because uh, there'll be like maneuver cards that you're going to be playing There'll be different scenarios and things that'll be set up. And so uh, it'll be a much more grown-up version of the same fun game where you're just trying to knock over each other's castles. Uh, But it is just, it's a two-player game. It is coming from Restoration Games. And if you uh, enjoy that, like, fun dexterity stuff, I feel like I've seen a couple different games in this genre come out in the last couple of years where it's like, have cool things to launch balls at each other with. And this is going to be... It's going to be the top-notch one. It'll be sharp for sure if it's coming from Restoration. So check out Crossbows and Catapults. Technically, it's Crossbows and Catapults Fortress War because uh, they always throw a nice little sub-tag on their new versions of games. Uh, but look for that one coming from Restoration Games soon. Sarah, do you have one as well? I do. Dun-dun-dun! The fourth game we're talking about is also a remake. Yes, we did it. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Shipwrights of the North Sea Redux. Oh, interesting. So this is an entirely new game. That's what the Board Game Geek says. Line says, entirely new game with the same title and uh, same player goals. So you're trying to get goods back to the island or whatever that you're on you're exploring this, this is the first one the very first one that it's in the lineup we got to start over was it in 1983 as well but i think this is probably i've heard one of the ones that people have li- the least favorite, least favorite. But the mechanics least. are very different than mm-hmm. all the other 
the North Sea and the West Kingdom and all those. So I think I like um, Explorers of the North of the North Sea trilogy. I forget if that was my favorite one. Shipwrights, um, Raiders was mine. Raiders and Explorers. I feel I bad because since they all have kind of similar names, I can't even keep track of which one. But I you like remember like this the trilogy, most. like the North Sea trilogy, the oh, West Kingdom definitely. trilogy. But then I'm like, which one was my favorite? Ooh, the one where you do this. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what the name is. We actually have a video of. The three North Sea trilogy. Yeah, talking about our which favorite. ones we like. Did the anybody best. pick shipwrights? Because that would have been funny. Probably. No. <laughs> yeah. So shipwrights are actually maybe I explained that wrong. The you're not you are exploring, but it's you. It's the one with the cards. It's not the one with the hex Actual tiles map. that you're or the map that you're moving around picking up um, items, and it's it's a that one's a pick up and deliver. This one is the one with the tableau of cards that it, it had some issues. Well, it's going to be better now. When yeah. you just didn't feel like you were exploring, like the other one was like, oh, I'm exploring the yeah, sea. And was, this one was like, this is just a tableau builder. <laughs> yeah. So entirely new mechanics and game. Um, and I think they made the comment on the board game beat that it will feel like the other games. And and be something that the fans of the North Sea and the West Kingdom trilogies are looking for. Cool. So I'm looking forward to see what they do. Maybe you'll see it at Origins. Speaking I'm of Origins. I think so. Dun, 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 transition. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Maybe we will see it at Origins. What else will we see at Origins is the question. So who's all going from Tantrum House? Great question. I don't even know. Me. And me. <laughs> Jonah. <laughs> Larry. Yep. Larry and, and Amy Estrella are both going to be there. They've got family up in Ohio, so they're already up there visiting folks. So, so five? Mm-hmm. And then Ryan and Anna aren't official members of Tantrum House, but they have worked with us at a couple of other conventions in the past. They're always they help, help at Tantrum Con. Yeah, volunteer at Tantrum Con, so they'll be traveling up with us as well. Is cool. Andrew the intern going? He is not. He was thinking about He's it. He's gonna, and then couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. But yeah, several of us will have already been up there. Hopefully we got to see you and hang out. Sarah and I are going to be demoing with Kids Table Board Gaming and... Burnt Island Games. Kind of the same company, but with different big kid titles and little kid titles. Uh, Sarah, what games are you going to be... You're actually doing like the uh, scheduled learn-to-plays, I think, right? Yeah, I'm doing events for Endeavor Deep Sea, which is not out yet. So this will be the one chance to check yeah, it out. People hovering over your table. That's right. Breathing. And I'll be in the main gaming area, not in the exhibit hall. Right. I think so, I'll be in the exhibit hall, and I'll be hanging out at the booth, saying hey to peoples, and showing off whatever they got going on at the booth. Uh, I think Jonah is working with... Um, Queen Games. Queen Games. He's going to be doing some demoing for them over there. All kinds of different games over there. I'm sure of it. And then Larry and Amy are volunteering with... Game Toppers, LLC. Perky, yeah. Yeah, so go see them. Hopefully, I mean, we'll be all over the place, so you should be able to find us. Uh, we're looking forward to a number of different, uh, like, preview events, for sure. Uh, we've signed up for a couple of those to be able to get an opportunity to see some of these games before anybody else does, which is always super fun. And hopefully we'll be able to report back on all that stuff in the next episode or on some of our videos and things. And then we're definitely going to be looking forward to just some of the open gaming that's going on. We're going to be walking yeah, around so saying hi to people. Us. Stop us and say hi. We'd love to get in a game. I wonder what the numbers are going to be. Yeah, I'm curious as well. I haven't heard if they're up or down from previous years. I assume things are getting back to normal and there will probably be. The exhibit hall looked like it was. It is back to a, three spaces. Yeah, it is the full use of space cool. this time compared to the last time there was just 
one main room that was, was it used. Twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty two. I can't even remember when I was last there. It was last year we went. I guess it wasn't that long. Ago. So you, you know in your <laughs> phone it says like remember your photos from, you know, mm-hmm. last year or the year before I have one that popped up literally today, six years ago. Whoa. And it has our picture of all the games we brought back oh, from yeah. Origins 2017. I want to hear. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can anybody <laughs> name me one game that we brought six years ago? 2017? Mm-hmm. 2017 oh, that Is you this, brought back. Give me like a frame of reference because I don't even know. Is this like our it's third? In your house, on your... No, no, no. I mean, is this oh. like our third Origins? Is this like our... Tenth or how long have we been doing Probably this? Probably second origins. Second origins. Is Cole Baron in the picture? No. Oh, okay. How about are there any R and R games in the picture? Are there any R and R games in the picture? Well, I was gonna guess. Oh, you're gonna guess, okay. I don't remember I will tell you why I'm asking that is because one year was the first year that I had ever like gotten to meet the owners at R and R. And so I feel like the first couple years we went, I didn't we didn't bring any games back is from there. Ohm R and R? U L M. It is. Yeah. But we got, is it in the picture? <gasps> it is. Okay, I'm honing in on the year then. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling it now. All right, Melissa should be able to get a couple. Give me one. Melissa. I think it was the year before that that I first met. Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but Frank at, maybe, maybe at R and R games, and that was when I bought Colbert and cool. And then the next year, I was like, I'm back. What else you got? The question I have is, after we go through some of these, is what, like, which games actually do you guys still play? Because there's a couple on here. I mean, when you said it, I looked over at Olmas right there. So I, d- I haven't played it in a while, but it's, it's still right on the there. shelf. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. going to say Gizmos. Gizmos was like 2018. After that, yeah. Okay, there's some yellow. Uh, I bet there's some yellow in there. Is there like Sea of Clouds? or there is a yellow game that Ryan should guess. Okay. Potion explosion. King of Tokyo? No, that's no, too. It's earlier than that. I, I cannot think of any yellow games. <laughs> it's, it's Katie's favorite yellow game. Oh, oh, it, Quan Quan is out. something. Painting co- calligraphic letters. Yeah, I, I remember yellow. that. Yeah, Kanagawa's okay. yellow. Yep. Huh. Um, Dead Last. Yep. Okay. Smirk and Die. You guys still play that? Yep. yep. I still play that. It's King Domino. So Really? That's what's on the table. I'm just telling you. Wow. It's right there. I did not think that was the same year. Come on. I didn't see that one. What? I can't flip it. I already tried. Oh, wow. I see a signed Century Spice Rogue by Emerson. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, this is cool. I remember I remember these things. <laughs> remember I remember sitting down and playing that. I remember playing prototypes yeah, of Century yeah, with like him the year before. before too. Like, yeah. When it was just cards with like little squares on them. Yep, yep. It uh, didn't Baron really change pa- much. Baron Park. It's still just cards and squares on there. <laughs> Stroop. Stroop. I'm so Ooh. good at that game. Oh, okay. Sarah so there's Drew. another one from them too, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, free. What they, else um, did we get? What's that? I, I, if we got Stroop, there was another card game as well. Oh, okay. Um, I can't read. It's like really tight. All right, uh, Sarah, your um, Academy games. Can you name the two ones that you got there? Uh, Freedom. Mm-hmm. The Underground Railroad. And? And 1775. Good job, yes. That's right. (laughs) I thought you were going to guess this one. Oh, Codenames Duet. Because 2015 was Codenames. Codenames Pictures was 2016. So you guys were in that side front room, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Mm. Oh, Sentient. I like Sentient. Mm -hmm. Is it the dice one? Yes, where you're trying to like with the math. math. Yeah, and it was like white and pink or something. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. It must have been one of the years that we worked with CGE because Alchemist is back there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway, it brings back good memories. It is. That's cool. When you were, were there any games from Simon? Because I feel like I work for Simon. No, if, not in that. If Gizmos, it would have been like the next year. Or isn't that what you guessed earlier? No, I worked for. I or, volunteered for them. I mean, some years it was Origins and Gen, Gen Con. Oh, that's true. Gen Con. That's true. I think I did Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's interesting. So, anyway. Yeah, it's very cool when you have. So, I don't, if you're listening to this and you want an insider tip, here it is for you. Uh, Becoming a demoer at board game conventions is not a hard thing to do. I think some people think that you have to have like special, I don't know, whatever it is, industry connections to be able to pull that off. Nope. But there are, a, if you get on any of the like board game Facebook pages, there are publishers who are looking for help, who are looking, especially if they're like, if you live in Columbus or Indiana, uh, who are looking for people to come in and just, they'll hook you up with demo copies of the games. They'll hook you up with a t-shirt. They'll hook you up with a badge in a lot of cases. And it's really not like you don't have to have any special ends. It was very cool when we very first started attending conventions back in the day. And it was like, Oh, it'd be cool to like demo for this company. And then we just like, ask them and they would say yes <laughs> uh it's it's really neat to be able to get that inside scoop because you get to kind of rub shoulders with people and you're in there you know trying out the newest games and most of the time they'll give you the demo copy you know at the end of the week because they can't sell it anyway and it's a really great way to add games to your collection that's how a lot of those games ended up in our collections because we worked, you know, we volunteered with CGE and they would be like, here, you can have, you know, each of you take a game and then you come back with an armload of stuff. It's, it's a really fun time. Yeah. There's plenty of videos online. People have published about tips and tricks of doing a good demo. So if you aren't confident in that, you can practice. I guess you do have to have the skill, the willingness to go teach people how to play games, but I feel like a lot of gamers have that. Not, not everyone's quite as, um, you know, extroverted as you will this is a good point but if you are interested is don't feel like there's a barrier to get in it's not hard if you're not interested then just go buy a badge and enjoy it. that's fine but there's some perks there are some perks i believe origins was our first bigger convention that that came from us as a group like so the very first origins we went to we actually played a game with rodney smith it was a great time oh, i remember that yeah what was I remember it? I don't we remember played what the Mysterium. Game was. Yes, that's right. Before, Before it was Mysterium. It wasn't, Mysterium. Right, it wasn't in, it English, was in the Polish. Polish version. So we just had to guess the rules. <laughs> well, I think he, <laughs> he taught them the to rules. us. He knew the rules, but there was a few things. <laughs> was like, I don't really remember, but we're going to do this. It was fun. Yeah. I think we even like carpooled and stuff. Yeah, that was very cool. I think it was the type of thing where I is that the picture of us? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the picture and everything. We should post that a re, re comment on that or something on Facebook. Um yeah, when mm-hmm. Tantrum Mouse was just kind of getting started real early, it was like maybe we should go to this event. And uh, I was like, It's right near my parents' house. We could we could definitely pull it off. So yeah, those are good times for sure. We uh to jump ahead a little bit, we're gonna be demoing for genius games at Gen Con. And John Covey was one of the first people I met at Origins that mm-hmm. first year. We sat down at the table with some folks, met him. He was getting ready to publish his first game for Genius Games and uh, hit it off and have been friends ever since. And so, man, board game conventions are fun places. I got to remember admit. that hole in the wall pizza place that we drove. Oh, that place was scary. It was like, we like, we're all hungry and we're like <laughs> driving down one of the back roads to like Ohio and we're oh, like, there's on a pizza, the way, on the way, there's a pizza <laughs> place. Remember that. Let's try. And there was a pinball. 
There was a pinball, Pirates of the Caribbean pinball. I think that was the only thing that redeemed it, right? Where we yes, like we were starving, the, we, we were, were in the starving, middle of nowhere. Right? Like, oh, no restaurants. At the next there were place. no gas stations. There was no food. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, oh, there's this pizza place. Oh, it looks scary. This is how I don't even know when this is. I feel like this predates like iPhone. It's 2015. You couldn't just type in like pizza and it would tell no. you there no, were yeah. 15 no. of them nearby. <laughs> you had to know where you were going or guess. Yeah. Also, the good old days. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, what are you looking forward to at Origins? I think I saw that, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, Kids Table is releasing a new game. Are we allowed to talk about that yet? I think they There's a top secret announcement or some demo that they're doing at their booth. I think they mentioned something online. This podcast won't come out for a week, so tell us what you know. Uh, I believe they have their new game, Diced Veggies. Yeah, they, they announced that. They announced that. I think yeah. that was definitely announced. Is the other one that I got an email about today? Is that public knowledge? Oh, or is oh that Wasabi? Secret? That's right here. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Social media. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody knows. Good. Uh, that one looks fun. I think it's based on an older original game that's of the same title, maybe, that I've never heard of. Um, but they obviously wrapped it in their beautiful kids' table gaming art, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think they are going to be demoing it at Origins. They've got a couple different demo slots set up where they're going to be revealing some new stuff so that should be yeah. a fun one um i am looking to purchase green team wins Gotta get somebody gave three. away a copy without asking me <laughs> and it has been out of print and out of stock i mean not out of print it's been out of stock for nine months it, it is a great game It'll be it good is to a great game i had eight months before from when we had the prototype and then I had to send the prototype on to other content creators where I, everybody asked me to play it, all these game nights mm -hmm. for months and months. And like, Sarah, just remember the cards. <laughs> so off the top of my head, I'm making up questions. And then we played the game. I learned a lot new, more questions because we played it so much. And then I'm back to, Sarah, let's play Green Team Wins. I don't actually have the game anymore. We'll give it away. Right. Making up the questions again and trying to remember. That's good. You're Buying just... like several copies when we go. Several copies. I can't not have this game in I my collection. I probably will give away more copies because it's, no, it's a good gift. It's, I'm going to hide backups here so that if somebody <laughs> borrows it, I still have a copy. She <laughs> needs it. She wants it. Kevin, what are some of the things that we should be keeping an eye out for? Do you know anything hot that's coming out at Origins? Ooh. The announcements, the new things, the secret pre-releases not as many are announced at origins but sometimes they'll have a few like newer games there but gen con is normally the one we're unless most keeping of those. a track i mean a, a lot of them are going to have demos available mm -hmm. for things that probably aren't releasing until gen con or potentially essen so i know um cge has the expansion a new expansion to lost ruins of arnok mm -hmm. which is going to give more leaders they have their new game, Kunta Hora, or something like that. Um, again, just for demo, though. So they're not actually going to be available for purchase. I was, you know, scrolling through the Origins preview list. How do you find that? I always forget. All right. I think I saw one. Ugh. I, I shouldn't talk. I was hoping Kevin would have the answers to these. I think there's a new one from Board and Dice that caught my attention. I remember looking at it and thinking, oh, that looks fun. I have no idea what it was now. I just remembered their publisher logo on it. <laughs> Origins is always a good time because there is, there's always some kind of secret treasure that pops out that you're like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be here. And uh, that's the fun of it. And Origins is just 
small enough that you can find it regardless of where it's at. And it's just big enough that it takes you two and a half days to find it. <laughs> so you're like, oh, like it was, it's in that back corner. Or Essen. We looked for a game for the entire <laughs> and never four and a half days of Essen and we never found it. Hot pursuit. Seven too. exhibit halls is, is too many. Crazy, crazy. Well, hopefully you will uh, have an opportunity to have already connected with us at Origins. If not, we will be at Gen Con as well. So we'd love to connect with you there. And uh, I think also Southern Fried Gaming Expo is one of our faves. It's a local one. And it's coming up, is it the week before Gen Con? Mm -hmm. So those are all, all happening in the next couple months here in the summer of 2023. And um, man, as usual, I hope you guys are having fun playing lots of games. Hopefully the stuff that we're talking about is interesting to you. If you've got questions or if you'd like to make suggestions for us on the show, we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to shoot Sarah an email. She loves hearing from you the most. <laughs> Sarah at tantrumhouse.com, S-A-R-A. And uh, yeah, let us know what you're up to. We would love to connect. Hopefully we will, as we mentioned in a previous episode, hopefully we'll get some information to you soon about Tantrum Con coming up hopefully February 2024. Uh, we are working on some details and trying to nail things down so that we can get badges on sale soon. All right. Thanks a bunch. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.